MLM Nation, Episode 2. If your teacher would have gotten paid a small percentage of all your future earnings, do you think you would have got a better education? And I said, well, yeah, of course. And then he says, and that's how network marketing works. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chess. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan, and I'm fired up to bring our special guest today, none other than Tom Big Al Strider. Big Al, are you ready to make it happen? Yeah, always. Your Tom Big Al Strider has over 43 years of experience in the MLM profession and is the author of 13 books and several audio albums. He's a legendary trainer and teaches the skills it takes to be successful because, as he says in his own words, Everyone already knows what to do, but they want to know how to do it. Having Big Al here is really, really special because he was a mentor of mine. And I want to share a story. Before we hear from Big Al, I want to share a personal story of how Big Al impacted my business and my life. You see, without Big Al's training, I wouldn't have become successful. I definitely wouldn't be able to produce MLM Nation today in doing this interview. Way back over 10 years ago, when I first started network marketing, and this was way before I became successful and earned over a million dollars in this profession. You know, I always say that the problem is not the problem, but how you think about the problem. And back in 2004, I definitely had a problem. I had the wrong perspective. You see, I was struggling at the time. I had signed up a few people, but it seemed like the more I sponsored, the quicker they quit. And MLM just seemed way too hard. And I started to have doubts about MLM. And that there were other and better and easier ways to make money. And I remember I went out and purchased this network marketing training compilation CD set that contained a bunch of people doing trainings. And I don't even remember who the other people were, but I just remember Big Al. And by the way, that alone is a lesson by itself. You never stop learning, so always invest in self-development. Even if you remember one thing and apply it, it's worth the entire investment. So at the time, my brother was dating this serious girl and wanted me to meet her. So I was driving down the 60 in L.A. and going east to Corona. Have you never been to Corona? It's pretty far from where I lived in Santa Monica at the time. So I was driving, and there's always traffic in L.A. So I decided to listen to that MLM training program, and then Big Al came on. And the lesson I learned on that drive still sticks with me today. Big Al challenged me and asked me, with the current interest rates that banks pay you, how much would it take? to earn $100 a month in passive income. And since I'm Asian, and Asians are good at math, right? I'm just kidding. I couldn't figure out the answer. But Big Al gave the answer and said, at the interest rates at the time, I had to have over $30,000 in a savings account to earn $100 a month. And that was after taxes. So that meant I had to earn at least $60,000 in cash. And even if I don't, didn't eat much, didn't pay rent, I may have $30,000 left to put in the bank account. Big Al then challenged me and asked me, how many active distributors did it take for my company to pay me $100 a month? I thought for a few moments while stuck in traffic and realized it took about anywhere of 6 to 10, depending on the size of the orders. And before I said that getting 10 distributors was really hard, Big Al then asked me, what was harder? 
to get 10 active distributors or to have $30,000 cash in a bank account starting right then. And that was when the light bulb went off. Obviously, getting 10 people, even though it's hard, was way easier. Big Al taught me to see my challenges in a totally different perspective. And I changed my attitude that day. And I realized that MLM was not just the only way I was going to be financially free, but the best and easiest way. So before I keep raving, that's my story about Big Al, how he's helped me. It was a big aha moment. I still remember exactly where I was actually on the 60 when I heard that. I was somewhere close to Corona, actually on the 57, the intersection. But before I keep raving about Big Al, how he's helped me, let's hear from Big Al himself. Uh, Big Al, I just share my personal story about how you've helped me. Why don't you share with ML Nation your story, how you got involved in this great industry 43 years ago? Well, like you, I'm good at mathematics. And I could quickly see that the way my job was going, that I would get a total of two weeks holiday every year. And that wasn't going to work out because I wanted to see the world and have some fun and and just have my own time. So I I joined network marketing for the time freedom. Uh, Money came right along with it after I got going. But like you, I struggled in the beginning. And for everybody listening, if you're in network marketing and it's not working, think about this. Think of just going to your automobile for the first time ever, seeing it, and there's pedals on the floor, and there's a steering wheel, and there's mirrors, and you don't even know where to put the ignition key. So you get in there, and maybe you do get it started, but of course you're going to crash because you have no idea what the pedals are for. And that means that we don't have the skills yet of driving that car, but the skills are pretty simple. If we can learn just a few skills, like the clutch stops, the grinding sound, the brake would be convenient. The steering wheel's a pointy device. Uh, the ignition key does magic. With just a few basics, we could start making that work. We could drive almost any car. And that's exactly what happened to me in network marketing. I, I had a good attitude, but I didn't have any skills about doing network marketing. So I failed for a year and 10 months, learned my first skill. And from after just one skill, 60 days later, I had a full-time income and things are rocking. So if you're sitting there thinking, I got the ambition, but why isn't it working? The answer is there's just some skills we haven't learned yet. And once you do, well, things get rocking and rolling. Just ask Simon. You talked about you were struggling for the first year, year and a half. What was one of your worst and most challenging moments in network marketing? And how did you get over that? Well, people often ask me, they said, you know, when you were going for a year and 10 months, we were amazed at your fortitude, your vision, uh, your stick to itness, uh, that you were just totally focused. And I had to tell them the truth. When I started, I was pretty naive and very, very young. I didn't know I could quit. I just thought you started and this is just what you do for like forever. It never occurred to me once to quit. I never had a downline that quit. My upline never told me I could quit. It never crossed my mind. So I was probably the most clueless angel there. So I can't say I had any vision or fortitude. It just, I was there. So because I had no thoughts of quitting, everything just seemed normal. I said, all right, you know, eventually some people will join. And, of course, they wouldn't until I got a little bit better at my skills. So even if you're clueless, like I was when you get started, and had a personality of an engineer, like I did when I got started, hey, Anybody here can do this business once we kind of get a few basics out of the way. 
If people are just starting and they're struggling, what are some of the basic skills? Like, what's the first one or two skills they need to get good at to get some traction and some success? Well, the one to avoid is I learned to do a perfect presentation. I'm you know, good at maths and science, and I gave a perfect 45 minutes of information, and when that didn't work, I figured they didn't have enough information. I gave them another 45, so now I had a 90-minute presentation, and people were running away from me. So it's not the company video, it's not the presentation, it's not the scientific report. The first thing that's going to happen is people will make a small decision in the back of their mind automatically. Do I really believe what you're going to say or not? Do I trust what you're going to say or not? And think of it this way. We all say great things about our business. We don't need more great things to say. What we need to do is get people to believe the good things we say because if they don't believe the good things we say, well, we're dead meat. So the first baby step I try to get everybody to start with is a little skill called rapport. And that is being in a pleasant space with the prospect so they believe the good things you say so you're not dead instantly on demand. So rapport is the first step. You're so good at creating rapport and one of the things I love about it is your teaching style. You're really good at painting pictures. And I still remember that another lesson I learned like over 10 years later about if people don't join, you create that picture of the next morning when he wakes up, the guy puts the key in the ignition and turns it on. Why don't you share a little bit about Because I know you tell that way, way better than I do. Well, one of the techniques that we have to do is follow-up. And the reason we have to follow-up is we're in the beginning, we don't have the skills to do it good enough the first time. And I see all these sales statistics of saying, well, you've got to follow up seven or ten times before you make the sale. That would kind of mean to me that maybe we didn't do something very good the first few times. However, we're not going to get everybody to make a decision the first time. So let's consider this. We will have to follow up. I am energy efficient. That's another word for lazy. And <laughs> I'm also phonophobic. So I don't like calling people and say, hey, did you change your mind yet? So... The technique is to do an automatic follow-up system that takes care of everything. You can have more time for prospecting or family, whatever you want to do. And it's a simple example like the one you gave is at the end, a prospect says, okay, I need to think it over. And why they need to think it over? Well, who knows? But they need to think it over. And I simply say this, fine, think it over, take all the time you want. And the prospect goes, ah, relax. They said, thank you for letting me off the hook. And then I say, but could you do me a favor? And they say, well, sure. I mean, you were nice to me. You didn't try to high pressure me or nothing. I says, tomorrow morning when you wake up, 7 a.m., to leave the family, when you get in your car, just before you put the keys in the ignition, could you ask yourself this simple little question? Do I really want to be leaving my family at 7 a.m. in the morning, and is this the car of my dreams? And they say, sure, I can do that. So the next morning, just before they put the keys in ignition, they're thinking, hmm, do I really want to be leaving my family at 7 a.m. in the morning? Or is this 1979 Pinto, the car of my dreams? And that's it. But then the next morning, just before they put the keys in ignition, that thought will cross their mind also. And the next morning, and the next morning, and the next morning. And maybe three weeks from now, or three months from now, 
they have a bad day at work. The traffic is bad. Somebody's clipping their toenails next to them at work, and the boss chews them out. And they say, you know what? I had enough of this job. I really need to get going and give Big Al a call. So what it is is an automatic follow-up in their mind every day or every time they get a paycheck or however you want to set it to do the follow-up for us. And it's very kind to them because when the time is right, they'll remember us and remember us fondly. So that's how it works. Thank you for sharing. That's awesome. And Big Al is an awesome training. I think it's called what, Word Pictures? Is it? I, I, I yes. have it somewhere years ago. It's awesome. It teaches you exactly how to do it. What's the name of that program that teaches it? It's called Word Pictures, yeah. <laughs> Word Pictures, okay. So I guess I still remember it. Um, let's go back. You talked about the skill about boring, like boring prospects, right? More information is not better. And it's really building the trust and how to start a conversation. So that leads me to your newest book that recently came out. I mean, you're the author of 13 books. Um, but the latest one is First Sentences for Network Marketers. Share a little bit about that book and what it's about and what people can learn from it. Uh, the bottom line is when we talk to people, chances are they've made up their mind way before we get to our presentation. And what do they make their mind up upon? Well, one of the major things is the words we say. So I ask people, just think about this. When you go on YouTube, how long does it take you to, to decide if you want to watch that video or not? And they say, oh, I don't know, five seconds, ten seconds. And I say, so you made the decision before. You actually saw the video in the presentation. They say, yeah. And I say, when you go in a restaurant, do you uh, read the menu before you decide to go in the restaurant? They said, no, sometimes we just go in. And All right, so you made the decision before you even read the menu. And I give a lot of examples, and then they realize we as humans make decisions very quickly on a little bit of information or a statement or uh, a picture or a book. We make decisions quickly because we value our time. Our conscious mind has to do a lot of stuff. So they said, oh, as soon as we can find something wrong, let's jump somewhere else. So I said, consider these two first sentences. Here's uh, the first first sentence. I come up to somebody and say, just these five words to start the sentence. Would you be interested in, and just like that, They've made a decision, no. They say, you know, when somebody says, would you be interested in, that means they're a salesman. Run, hide, save yourself. Uh, think of excuses, get out of there, save your time. But then, what if I started my first sentence by simply saying, would it be okay if? Five different words, but naturally people would like to say yes to, to that request. When you say, would it be okay if? Almost everybody is thinking, of course it's okay, as long as it's you know, reasonable, something I can do. So the first sentence is very big on how people are going to judge what's going to happen. So I just give them lots of ways of doing different types of first sentences, things to get the conversation going where they're not going to be out of rapport. Uh, examples would be like, if you have a few minutes, comma, and... That makes them feel pretty good. And then after that, you could say, well, if you have a few minutes, comma, then I'd like to tell you how maybe you and I can become a millionaire. Or if you have a few minutes, comma, well, and that's all it is. First sentences, so we can start at the top, and then it's all downhill and easy from there. Uh, the first sentences are 
if you have a few minutes, comma, if you have a few minutes, comma, and then add something that you want to talk about. Like, if you have a few minutes, then I would like to tell you how we can lose a lot of weight. Or if you have a few minutes, then let's talk about how we can fire the boss. If you have a few minutes, let me tell you how we can become millionaires. If you have a few minutes, it's a nice entry to the first sentence that people say, hey, I have a few minutes. It's going to be limited time investment. So that's a nice entry for people. It's really, really good training. ML Nation, you definitely want to get the book. Uh, Bia, where can you get the book? What are some places where they can get it? Or websites that's available? Uh, all my books, uh, we just give to Amazon because they are able to distribute them very, very cheaply throughout the world. So they can just go to Amazon.com and look up Tom Big Al Schreider. Or if they want to see them all in one place, they can go to BigAlBooks.com. And BigAlBooks.com, if they go there, they can leave their email. And every time we upload a book to Amazon, they give it away free for a weekend. And we'll forward that notice to them so they can get all the new books free if they like at BigAlBooks.com. Fantastic. What would you consider to be your proudest moment in network marketing? Oh, there's a lot of them, but uh, when you get somebody to earn as much as you or more than you or maybe somebody to quit their job, uh, for people that uh, enjoy helping people, that's probably the best thing. And if you have somebody in your team that just earned enough money where they can quit their job, here's my advice. Uh, Have a big party for them. And when they invite all the friends over to the party, guess what? These are all prospects that see it for real. So my favorite part is when somebody can just absolutely change their life from, well, five days a week and commuting like an L.A. traffic to maybe being at home whenever they wanted to and having maybe the career of their dreams, something other than pushing paper from one side of the desk to another to something where they can help people with their product or service. Tom, there's not many people with your experience over 40-something years. How have you seen the industry change, and what excites you most about network marketing right now? How to make it happen. You know, Tom, as we wrap up towards the uh, last part of the show, just some really quick questions, okay? What was stopping you from getting started with network marketing? Uh, What stopped me was I didn't know about it. And... I feel fortunate. I found out when I was uh, in my early 20s. I feel sad for the people that find out about it when they're 75. And it's one of the saddest moments in the world when you see somebody look at you and say, I worked three jobs my whole life, never saw my family. I didn't even have a chance. I didn't know about network marketing. So my plea to everybody is, Please let people know about network marketing. It doesn't matter if they join or not, but they can never come back to you and say, oh, I didn't know about it all my life. And so if you let them know, you've done your obligation. And it's easy to let them know in a rejection-free way that also helps you sponsor. Just say, hey, there's this career called network marketing. You can make a lot of money. You can fire your boss. If you'd ever like to know about it, let me know. We'll talk about it over a cup of coffee or a beer. Meanwhile, you know, let's go and do whatever we're going to be doing, going back to work or coffee break, whatever. Just that simple notification will get a lot of people to say, let's talk. And that simple notification also means we've done our obligation. 
letting people know that there's a career that they could choose if they wanted to. So that's how I feel about it. Yeah, thank you for sharing. And MLM Nation, of all of the leaders I've talked to, is such a, it's like a common theme that there are people like Big Al who are open to opportunity. You know, it's actually what the answer you shared. It's um, not even, it's not unique. It's like so many people, like myself too, I was open to opportunity. I just needed someone to tell me. So stop wasting time with the bad prospects. Just go out there the way Tom just taught you. Just let, share. Let people know something's available and the good people will naturally come to you. P- good people who are open-minded, hungry for opportunity like Tom. Imagine having someone like that in your business. Make sure you're sorting and not convincing your prospects. Now, do you have a success quote, favorite success quote that you have um, that you like over the years, Tom? Oh, I just heard one of the best ones I've ever heard, and it's from a lady named Brooke Stubbs in Australia, and I'm borrowing this for a long, long time. And here's what she said, and I thought it was awesome because sometimes we present to people, and they say, "Oh, I don't like that about network marketing. I don't think I can join." I love this quote, and here's what she said. Network marketing isn't perfect, comma, it's just better. Mm, and wow, that's that, so good. I'm using that to take care of all those objections. That's my feeling. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, what is one habit that's helped you become successful over the years? Oh, I'm not the most disciplined person in the world, so I don't think I take discipline lessons from me, but I would say this, I've been a professional student of the business for 40-some years, and I look at every day as a new learning experience of a new way of doing this skill better, this skill better, or that skill better. And let me share a story what happened to me over in Malaysia. I have a friend named Robert Butwin, and he told me this story. And this is what I mean about always learning how to do things better. He says to me, Big Al, would you like to know how to handle the pyramid objection? I said, certainly, Robert. And here's how he handles it. He doesn't even mention the word pyramid, and he turns it into a benefit. And here's how he tells the story. He says, if somebody asks me, isn't it a pyramid? He says, before I answer your question, would it be okay if I ask you a little question first? And they say, yeah. And he says, when you are getting your formal education, you know, in school with a teacher and classrooms, If your teacher would have gotten paid a small percentage of all your future earnings, do you think you would have got a better education? And I said, well, yeah, of course. And then he says, and that's how network marketing works. Mm, I love that. MLM Nation, go rewind that and listen to that. Go listen to the last 45 seconds as well. Just hit that rewind button. That is so good. Um, That's probably one of the best explanations to overcoming that pyramid objection. Thank you for sharing. That was really, really good. The next question. Okay, what's the best piece of advice you ever got, Tom? Uh, I've got a lot of uh, bad advice that I followed through, and that was, uh, I don't want to pass S on, so I, <laughs> let's say <laughs> the, the best advice, I guess it would be summed up, if, if you're going to do this as a profession to make money, our business is simply... Building leaders and making them successful. And what that means is distributors come and go. They do it part-time. They do it when they feel like it. But our business is measured not in the number of distributors, but it is measured by the number of leaders we have on our team. 
and our leaders will probably be loyal if we built them from scratch. If you try to steal a leader from somebody else's downline, well then of course somebody else will steal them. So best advice I can give anybody here is to build leaders and make them successful, which means spending time teaching them the skills, helping them through their personal development, helping them grow as an individual. That's my advice. Do you have a favorite prospecting tool that you recommend? I mean, what should people use? A newsletter, a webinar, an online video, or even cassette tapes, DVDs? What What do you like? Oh, um, maybe people may not like this, but I have this little saying that uh, prospecting tools are the price we have to pay for not learning the skills of how to talk to people. And the point of that is that how we talk to people is a hundred times more important than the prospecting tool because most of our prospects make the decision before they look at the prospecting tool. They made a decision to look at the brochure or watch a 20-minute commercial by video or to, to go to some website and not get distracted to go to Facebook. The biggest decision happens before the tool. Now, that's not saying tools shouldn't be good because with tools save us time. They can do all the explanation, the training, all the information they need to support their decision. But the best tool is the words out of our mouth in the first 15 seconds. If we get the prospect on our side, then they'll look at our tool, respect the tool, uh, be excited about everything in the tool. And if our words are bad, well, then they won't look at the tool. If they do, they're just looking for a reason why not so they can move on and do something else with their time. So the best tool, words out of our mouth when we get started. But certainly then, if you have some great tools, it's going to save you a ton of time on the follow-up and explanation. Big Al, do you have a favorite app or online resource like Dropbox or Gmail that you could recommend to our listeners? I like using Evernote, E-V-E-R-N-O-T-E. And Evernote is like your second mind. It's like the part of your mind that's a hard drive that remembers everything. And for those that are network marketing, you have to remember things like when the meetings are or what do you said to this prospect before or what do you have to do on the way home or you're cut and pasting out a really great story from the internet you want to use. And if you can imagine all the information that you want to keep in your head that you could put in this little application called Evernote means you would never forget it and it's always accessible to you. I've used a program like this, like Evernote, for 20-some years. Yeah, I oh, love maybe. Evernote. I, I use it not just for business but for personal, for my kids, for tax receipts. Definitely get Evernote and Nation. It will save you dramatic tons of time, especially I love the way it syncs across all your devices. Evernote against E-V-E-R-N-O-T-E dot com. A big out, aside from uh, your awesome books, which I highly recommend, what's one book you would recommend that you've read that you could recommend to MLM Nation? Uh, everybody asks me for the best book in network marketing, and I say that it's not mine. The best book ever for network marketing is Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. It's free in the library for people, probably only a couple dollars on Amazon, and it is a book that shows you how to build rapport, that very first step with people, in a way that you'll be effective. If you don't have that rapport step, you're missing 
everything. It doesn't matter about your attitude. It doesn't matter about your vision board. It doesn't matter about your video. If you don't have rapport, it's just all over. So it's called How to Win Friends and Influence People. It's probably the third or fourth most popular book ever printed in the history of book printing. And ML Nation, I know you love audio because you listen to this podcast. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing free audiobook like How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie for free at MLMNationBook.com. That is MLMNationBook.com. And Big Al, here's the final question. Before we go to the million-dollar question, if you're an ambitious distributor who's ready to take your business to the next level, go become an MLM Nation Insider. Just go to MLMNationInsider.com, and you can join a select group of distributors who meet every week to discuss what's working in the MLM profession. As an insider, you also get a weekly live MOM training that you can participate on a webinar or through the phone. Online access to an entire archive training library. A mission into a private Facebook group where you can network with other motivated and successful distributors from all around the world. The opportunity to ask questions to one of the top MOM trainers. And you also receive a monthly newsletter with the latest tips and online marketing strategies mailed directly to your door. Interested? Simply go to MLMNationInsider.com to learn more. Now let's get back to the show and to the million-dollar question. Imagine you were to start all over again, but you knew no one, not even one single person, but you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What is the first thing you would do to find prospects and build an MLM business from scratch? I'm a, a green personality, which is the shy, introverted, I'm not the person out in the street stopping people. But there's a personality called the blue personality, which is the SpongeBob SquarePants, the John Cleese's, uh, the people that are talking 100 miles an hour all the time. They talk and talk. This blue personality is awesome for network marketing because they love meeting new people. Now, they don't do a very good job of following up, but that's okay. They'll bring more people to two-on-one presentations, more people to your webinars, more people to your meetings, more people to your trainings. They are social monsters. They're the ones in the elevator that starts talking to you even though you don't even know who they are. So my strategy would be that all I want to do is find one of those people who will set me up with lots of presentations and I can find that person very, very easily by simply asking people, who do you know that is a good storyteller? And everybody knows somebody talks too much, that's personality. And they'll send me to them because it's not like a commercial referral where they're afraid I'm going to ask their friend for money. So I ask, who do you know that is a good storyteller? They'll send me to one of these talkative people, and then I say this little statement. There are two types of people in the world, those that tell stories and those that get paid for it. That's awesome. I love that. And now I have all the appointments I need for the rest of my life. And that is network marketing. That is true leverage. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. As we wrap up, Tom, do you have any last words or advice? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect with you? Uh, the best way they can connect is just go to BigAlBooks.com, B-I-G-A-L-B-O-O-K-S.com. Uh, just go to BigAlBooks.com. You can leave your email. You'll get our newsletters and stuff. And that's probably the best way to connect. Or just look me up on Facebook. 
And my advice to everybody listening on this call is, some people said, I tried learning in high school, didn't work out, I don't want to do it now. They're not going to be your ideal future leader. Find people that want to learn, are not static, are not afraid of change, and there's so many people there that will like to learn and grow. These are your very, very best prospects. So thank you, Simon. ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today you've been hanging out with Big Al Schreider. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net and type in either Big Al or Tom at the search bar. And the show notes of where the links, the books that Tom talked about will pop right up. Big Al, thank you for sharing your journey with MLM Nation today. In order to be successful in MLM, you must help others. So, Tom, thank you again for setting such a great example. We're grateful to you. We appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you. Thanks for joining our show today. If you like what you learned from Tom Big Al Schreider, let him know. Just go to the show notes page on mlnation.net and search for Tom or Big Al and... The show notes and also Tom's contact information will be right there. Be sure to also subscribe to ML Nation on iTunes because that's the best way to keep these trainings coming to your phone automatically. They will download and go right to your device while you're sleeping. And also, if you want to make an impact, if you enjoy helping others, please tell your friends about the show and share it on social media so that you can also have a positive impact on someone's life. Uh, one more thing before we go, please also leave an honest review for ML Nation Podcast on iTunes. Ratings and reviews are extremely important. You know, Let me know what you liked or don't liked about the show because I read every one of those reviews and they help the show get better and also motivates me to keep going, creating this great content for you guys. So that's our show for today. Thanks again for being part of ML Nation and I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare to take off.